0: Today on Church and State, part two of Civil Disobedience with Arthur and Nathan Pulowski. Hello Christian Patriots and welcome to Church and State where we strive to plug into the pew and plug into politics. I'm your host, Caleb Collier. With me as always, Pastor Gabe Blomgren. Once again, your favorite far-right shock jocks and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis.
2: The only podcast that's going to give you faith and politics in the same room. Two controversial things, but Jesus smack dab right in the middle.
0: Yes, and I am so excited to, uh, once again, welcome these two fine individuals to our show. Uh, Real quick, go to churchandstate.media, download these shows, share them everywhere. I I guarantee you, your pastor needs to hear this message. Your pastor needs, needs to hear a message of what it actually requires to walk out your faith and stand up against governments. Uh, bullies, really, that will tell you that your church is not essential, that uh, you need to just be silent. And and really, what's at stake there? And are you willing to sacrifice as much as as this brave individual did? Uh, Also, take advantage of all of our fine affiliates. Gabe, I'm just going to real quick highlight Grid Down Chow Down. I love beef. The New World Order hates beef, and so I love it even more. And so I want to make sure that I have it when the grid goes down and the best way to do that is to have freeze dried beef that all you have to do is rehydrate it and you're ready to go. Uh, use that promo code church and state you'll get a discount and we'll get a little bit of that money back. Lastly, if you want to get a hold of us church and state 1776 at proton.me as always we love getting your emails. So uh, we've got Pastor Arthur and I do uh, want to ask this do you, bro- Pastor Arthur,
2: do you think Justin Trudeau eats real horm or like hormone free beef? I I think that guy eats just soy. He's a soy boy. Would you not agree...
1: Well I disagree with you actually those people are well informed and don't kid yourself when they are telling you you will own nothing and you will be eating grasshoppers they are chewing on the most expensive Japanese steaks. Uh, how do I know that because just few months ago we witnessed that in Davos the very people that were telling you own nothing and you will be riding on a bicycle in minus35 were coming there using their private jets. SUVs, you know, munching on the Japanese steaks. So I think it's one love for you and totally different for them. Uh, Right now, our fearless prime minister, the traitor, the Caligula of today, the wannabe pharaoh, whatever you want to call those traitors, is actually on vacation. $85,000 a day, believe it or not, with cooks and private island and you name it, he has it. And the same man is telling you that we are consuming too much and we need to be taxed for just breathing. So, while for me, a totally different for D, that's the game that we're observing right now. And it's not a new game. We must understand that what we are observing has happened before. I grew up in a country like this where 50,000 communists were ruling over 36 million Polish people with iron fist having everything and we had nothing. Faroes are, of course, the same scenario. Nazis, the Nazi party, they had everything. The people had nothing. Um, And China, I mean, North Korea, you name it, Saudi Arabia. One love for me and another one for these. So I disagree with you. I think that he is eating very well. He's eating the best. He's leaving high on it. It's it's
0: exactly like the movie Soylent Green, where the only only chance that Charlton Heston's character gets to eat a steak is when he steals it from one of the elitist homes. That's the only time he's ever had beef. So I, I agree with you, Pastor. I think they're eating all of the best food. And it's only us, the common folk, the, the people that are going to have to be sacrificed to get to manageable numbers, uh, according to their their data, we're the ones that are going to be required to eat the grasshoppers and the bugs, and we're going to own nothing, and we're going to be happy. Uh, we're just going to embrace our slavery. You're
2: soiling green. So, hey, a picture paints a thousand words. We have a video clip. You can actually go to streetchurch.ca. This is a, this is a, a little known fact about Pastor Arthur and Nathaniel, is they have a very vivacious outreach ministry to the homeless in Calgary, which is not a small town. It's a massive city. Um, I've, I've been there. It's a beautiful city. But recently, Nathaniel spoke at Parliament. This is him getting a, a, a clap, and then we're going to hear an actual a video portion that uh, came in live from that event of his father. Go ahead and push play.
3: By stripping our rights and ushering in tyranny, We must not allow Canada to treat its citizens and especially clergy this way. The WHO has structured a way to take away our rights, and our local governments are doing that. Now you will hear my father. He will uh, speak via video. So, this is Pastor Arthur Pawlowski, political prisoner.
1: I'm born behind the Iron Curtain in Poland, crushed by the Iron Fist of Oppression. The armed forces now rule in Poland with martial law and the threat of execution for those who break it. The horrors inflicted by unchecked despotism have burned their mark into my memory. The December of 1981 when martial law turned our cities into shadows. The biting winters when the quest for bread met with empty shelves. The silenced voices of cutting forest. These memories led me to vow never again. Never again would I bow to tyranny. Never again would I let freedom's voice be muffled. This promise guided me to Canada, a beacon of liberty. You, uh, you can keep it. I have a court order that says your actions are illegal. Okay. Back off, respect my rights. Freedom is more than a word. It's a measure of our humanity, courage and determination. It's a cost borne by soldiers, journalists, and volunteers. We are but when the shadow of tyranny found me again, denying me the right to serve the needy, disregarding its own rules, I remembered never again.
3: After receiving new enforcement powers for public gatherings Thursday, Calgary police have arrested Arthur and David Pavlovsky
2: That is powerful. Never again. So there was, Pastor Arthur, I just want to ask you this question. There was a moment where enough is enough. Can you define, uh, elaborate, just like, we need to know what was the tipping point for you and your church?
1: Well, I witnessed the atrocities that were done to us under the boots of the Soviets. The story is not new to me. I just did not watch a cool Hollywood production. I did not just read a a book. I mean, those, things are real for the people like me because real people were suffering, we were suffering, real people were dying. Um, So when I saw the same tactics, when I saw the same modus operandi, if you will, creeping in into my beloved country here, well, I decided that I have no option for the sake of my children. I mean, in the end of the day, I say to the people quite often, you may not be willing to stand up for your own rights. You may not be willing to stand up for your, yourself. That's fine. I, I get that. People get older and, you know, you don't have as much energy to... Plow. I understand that, but please rise up and stand up for your children. What kind of a nation are we going to leave behind? I mean today we are making that decision. What kind of inheritance they're going to get after us? You know, one day they're going to look into your face and they will say, Daddy. Why, or why you have not stand up for me? Don't you love me? Don't you love my children? Why you didn't rise up? Why you didn't push this great evil away? And look at me now. I am enslaved and my children, your grandchildren are enslaved under the boots of wicked, evil psychopaths. Because we're not dealing with normal human beings. We're dealing with psychopaths. We are dealing with murders, mass murders. This is a genocide we're dealing with. And the people that have used to weaponize the justice system, the healthcare system, the media against their own people. Don't kid yourself. We don't have normal politicians, at least not in this country. You may have few in your country, and I've met many of them. They're amazing human beings, but Canada has been completely taken over. We have three parties, three parties. So we got the liberal Nazis, we've got the NDP, communists and socialists, and we have treacherous so-called conservatives. All of them did this to us. All of the politicians in power that we have right now did this to us. That's a shocker. That's a a betrayal that I have never seen in any free and democratic society, like ever. Those people, if I had the power, let's say Canadians would elect me to be their king, I would charge them with treason. Those politicians need to be charged with treason. So I I think for me, it's very simple. I'm doing this for my children. I want my children to have something in the end. I want them to be free. I don't want them to be in gulags like my grandfather that had to escape and took him one year from Siberia under the Stalinism. I want my children to live in a free and democratic society where they can work hard and prosper. I mean, don't you want the same thing? I mean, the question that I have for the people, and especially the clergy, because the clergy always claim that it's all about love, 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 love. And my question is this, don't you love your children? I mean, if I could, I would shake them all up. And I would ask them looking into the eyes, don't you love your children? Because what's coming? You have no clue, you have no idea how dangerous this is. You may be dead and fourth and fifth generation will still have to deal with your cowardness and your treachery how much Jesus is worth to you? 30 shekels? A bowl of stew? I mean, why would you sell your faith, your church, your friends, your family, your precious Jesus for incentives? I mean, how much? I said that publicly. You can put a billion dollars on the table and it's just numbers. It means absolutely nothing if you don't have Jesus. Of course, we need funds. I mean, the lawyers, we already spent $2 million on legal fees. Of course, without money, we cannot fight. However, we're not doing this for money. We're doing this for righteousness, for holiness, for the kingdoms, God's kingdom's sake. We're doing this for our families. We're doing this for our neighbors, either they are the standard or not. We're doing this f- for humanity. A good man never bows before an evil man. A lion never bows before the hyena. This I is the exact that mentality that we need,
0: Pastor. I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but I, I, I love what you are saying. I remember when, when Gabe and I first shared your video of, of you kicking these these Nazis, these fascists, uh, the Gestapo, out of your church. We I, love that. I, I jokingly turned to Gabe and said, this man is my spirit." animal because this is exactly the mentality that we need from pastors that believe that not only that we have to stand up that but that believe that liberty is a gift from God and that if we are going to fight against tyrants in order to preserve liberty for generations to come, that we're building up treasures in heaven. I I, I firmly believe that. I can can tell that you believe that as well. Um, I did want to uh, jump in as well, because when we left our audience last, and I I hate to cut off a story, uh, Nathaniel was sharing uh, exactly what he did with protesting what the mayor had declared, that you cannot, as a Christian, come out and protest at all against the LGBTQ mafia. And it's hate speech doing yeah, exactly. so. Exactly. And so I wanted to make sure that we had the time to, uh, to continue that story, because I, I don't want to leave that off. So, Nathaniel, please continue with uh, where, where you were in the story.
3: Yeah, so uh, we have a woke mayor that decided to pass an illegal unconstitutional bylaw, that states you can't protest the LGBT community, you can't protest drag uh, events, even though they are underage drag events in a Calgary, you know, a public library, taxpayer-funded events and libraries, and you can't protest them within a hundred meters of the event. So I was on the sidewalk. I brought speakers. Me and my friend decided to, to put on an event, and we were about 50 meters from the entrance, so we were we were in direct violation of this bylaw. <clears throat> And we literally just preached. We read the Bible. We, I, I gave a speech uh, talking about what they're doing is wrong and why it is wrong. And uh, Antifa showed up. They were in our face. They were trying to uh, drown us out, silence us. Uh, and, and that kind of showed the double standard that they're allowed to protest within 100 meters of a drag event. They're allowed to protest a Christian event, but they that us Christians cannot protest them, their side. So a complete violation of our rights. But. Uh, We went there and the police came and they detained me and my friend and they charged us on the spot. Uh, they said that uh, we're breaking this law and we're going to be appearing in court. So we had to hire a lawyer. We spent a crazy amount in, in legal fees filing a constitutional challenge, uh, trying to get this, uh, this law overturned. Few months go, uh, go by. I have warrants out for my arrest. Every time I come from uh, over the border, I, I was at the European Parliament uh, in Belgium speaking. That's where the, the speech came from that you played and I came back to Canada and apparently there's a warrant out for my arrest. Every time I came back from the US they kept saying I have a warrant out for my arrest. They haven't acted on the warrant. Uh, it could be an error though I doubt it with my with my family history and how the police behaves with my family. Uh, so a few months go by, uh, they decided we were, we were about to go to trial and they dropped the charges. So really they were, Uh, They're aware that this law was going to be completely tossed out by the courts because it's just so blatantly evil uh, and unconstitutional and they decided to drop the charges and just waste our resources because that's their game. The the process is the punishment. So that's kind of what uh, what happened with that.
0: I I, I so applaud you for standing up. Uh, Gabe and I have also both protested at Drag Queen Story Hours. Uh, Now, neither one of us were arrested or threatened in in a manner that you were. But this is what is required of people who believe not only in uh, the Bible, but, but also you brought up in, a, in the previous episode our Constitution. Like, if we believe in that, we've got to defend that. And, and I love what you were saying against Americans because I agree with you. We're fat and lazy. We've become drunk off of the liberty that our forefathers gave to us, and we haven't preserved it in any way. And they continue to strip away our liberties through incremental movements, and everybody just thinks, "Hey, we're Americans; we're going to be fine." And so, I, I, I want to thank you for actually saying something that most Americans just don't have the uh, the intestinal fortitude to actually say, or or at least, or even more, do something against. And I
2: want to piggyback on and ask you two both the question: What happened as a result? of street church being so vocal. Um, From what I can perceive, looking at the videos of of your church, it's not a big church. And I'm not saying that to be disarming, but uh, what I I am going to point out is that I did not see any mega churches having the impact or the balls, I'm sorry, there's no other word to describe it, to step up to the plate. Now, courage is contagious. I would put money that your church grew. Did it grow or did it just remain at the same level, or were more people drawn into it? Because it's funny, the name of your church was also Cave of Adullam. And that's very interesting, because David brought in the swarthy, the kind of drifter, grifter, kind of like tough folks. I'm kind of imagining the disenfranchised maybe started coming to your church. Some people started coming because they realized you guys were fighters. Now, did that happen, or did your did your church get smaller? I, have, I just want to hear your side, because we don't really know how Canadians will receive this kind of like... Uh, Tap on the shoulder, hey, wake up! Um, so, how, how did that? Re- how was that received at your church and locally?
1: So, when we were attacked during the COVID era, we were at capacity. I mean, standing room only. Packed when the SWAT team was coming. When they opened the door to arrest me, they opened the door and they couldn't even move. It was packed with so many people. So they realized this is going to be a a bloody business arresting this pastor uh, from a pulpit while he's preaching. And that's why they arrested me and my brother David in the middle of the highway. That was the reasoning. They waited for the people to go home, and then they waited for us to drive back home, which is, of course illegal. Again, under the Criminal Code of Canada, you're not allowed to do that, uh, but they don't care about our laws. So like Nathaniel said, you must rise up and care for your own rights. Uh, the villains will never will never do. So at first it grew, and then we uh, became very politically involved. I decided to form a political party. I decided to push hard. Uh, during our town hall meetings, believe it or not, we had four or six hundred people Showing up to hear us speak for political, um, you know, political speeches, and then the Canadian government uh, reacted to that. I got arrested, and. The church got hammered left and right. Some of our members were arrested and um, spies. We had lots of spies within the church that tried to undermine what we were trying to do. That's how the government got you know, scared of what we were doing. We were getting a momentum. We were growing. People were excited and they came with a false statement saviors. I call them like Pierre Poliev, which is uh, right now considered the new hero, the new savior of Canada, uh, even though he did not even move a finger when we were dying and when we were arrested, when we were hammered by the by his own government uh, for standing for God and state-given rights during the COVID and during the track convoy. Uh, the same thing uh, we have in Alberta where the new premier, Daniel Smith, while she was hiding all this time when we were bleeding to death on the streets of our cities. And now she came out running for office, saying the same words that we were saying when we were fighting against the tyranny. So you've got this same entity, the same coin, just different sides of the same coin. Um, You know, the pendulum, they realize globally that the pendulum from the liberalism, Democrats or whatever you want to call them, is swinging to the you know, conservatives around the world, and they have picked their, in quote, champions that will forward their globalistic agenda on a on a little bit, um, you know, slower pace, but nevertheless leading the people into the same pit or a slaughterhouse, as I, I as I call it. So right now, uh, we're doing good. The church is is good. We have amazing people. We are meeting six times a week. So three times a week, we're feeding thousands of people on the streets of Calgary. Amazing. The most amazing volunteers you have on earth. I'm telling you, I just stand over there at all and I watch how beautiful humans they are, you know, serving the needs, praying for them, worshiping and preaching the truth. And also, we have three times a week, um, a church in the building as well.
3: And to add to that, um, it's it's not the size of the church that matters; it's the impact that it has. So I, I don't see much impact from most of the mega churches, or if any of the mega churches. Like what, what exactly do they do when it comes to uh, government overreach? When it comes to illegal laws, fighting for the constitution, uh, standing up for the rights of the unborn, or uh, for for the family unit against this gender nonsense, or for the school system? Uh, what are they doing? Because I I don't see anything coming from the mega churches or the mega pastors, uh, yet this little church uh, made such an impact, not just in, in our municipality, not just in our city, not just in our country, but globally. Yes. And I think that's why they came after my dad so hard, after our church so hard, because over the last 20 years, w- w- the impact that, our church has had uh, in Canada in changing laws. The amount of laws we've gotten overturned, uh, the amount of fights and precedents that this church has set, my dad has set because of the legal fights, um, it's making an impact and it's it's swaying uh, even politically now because during COVID, we did start a political party because we did get politically active, active. we started movements. This church is doing more of an impact than, uh, and it should put the other pastors to shame because what are they doing? I mean, uh, it's not like the, the Apostle Paul had a, a mega church. It's the impact that you have because of, uh, of the Holy Spirit in you. It's, it's, um, it, it's what God does to you when you go, and uh, God does through you, and that's what matters. And I think that's why we've been hit so heavily over the years. I mean, my dad was arrested for reading the Bible when I was six years old, for reading the Bible in a public park that doesn't happen to a regular pastor. That doesn't happen to a a person who's just doing this for a career. You have to be real to experience that kind of persecution. Because Jesus guaranteed persecution, but you better be a real believer. If you're not experiencing persecution, I would reckon you're not a real Christian.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. No, I, I was telling your father um, off camera before you joined us that uh, I work for TPUSA Faith, so I work for Charlie Kirk. And my entire job is to go out and try to get churches to engage civically, to to address uh, the moral laws uh, that, that God created, not that the state created. And so we, we expect the state State to trample upon us, all right? We expect the state to to bend a knee to tyranny because historically speaking, that's what happened. Uh, you know, countries like the United States and even Canada for that matter have, have been relatively unique in, in in history of government. But the church, we expected to stand for the little people, to stand for what God has established. And we currently live in an era where it's just simply not the case, where churches such as yours are the unique churches. And those are the ones that are making the impact. I can attest to the fact that the mega churches, uh, they primarily, they throw me out when I go in there. Uh, They want nothing to do with me. And it is the small churches and and the middle-sized churches that are actually going out there and engaging and actually impacting the community. And the people who are hungry for the truth, and the more tyrannical they get, the more people are going to hunger for the truth. Those are the churches that people are starting to flock to.
2: Yeah, we we have about uh, about 3 4 minutes left. I wanted to make sure we highlight in that same vein uh very very clear that God is using unique not necessarily large churches and individuals to impact and to go out and to be Joshuas and Caleb's. It's it's a it's it's a you know it's so funny that only two come back with a with the good report. Hey, we can take on these giants, and then ten they 're all administrators. Hey, we can't do this they're too big there's not
0: enough of us and the original al- bureaucrats, almost if you yeah, will Yeah,
2: <laughs> but there's always those few proud the marines the, or or the three hundred willing to stand at Thermopylae or a three hundred who are willing to go with Gideon. Let's talk about the coming generation. Uh, you have a website. I want to highlight TrueDominionCanada.ca. If you can pull that up, this is Caleb. You'll be you, you'll like this. This is actually in the vein of Charlie Kirk. Uh, our, tell me about what you're trying to you. do. You're trying to branch out and hit uh, all schools or just public schools. Um, what are you trying to do? Because it says start a branch at your school.
3: Yeah, so uh, the goal in mind was to actually mimic kind of what the U.S. has. So like a uh, Turning Point USA, PragerU, Daily Wire. We don't have anything for youth in Canada. Uh, nothing that's that's able to create tangible change, uh, to start branches in local communities and uh, to actually do some political activism. Uh, we don't have anything like that for young people in Canada. Uh, it, it's hard to do because we're so widespread, our population's so widespread, it's hard to do a, a Canada-wide movement, but that's what I've been trying to do. Um, You know, social media, podcasts, um, events, protests. uh, And I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to rally the young people because I know that young people are being fed up. They're slowly waking up in Canada uh, to the reality that they can no longer disagree that they must think one-sided only uh, or, or or else they'll be cancelled vilified and i know that young people are, are starting to wake up and that they want to get involved and i kind of want to create a platform where they can join and rally together and uh, we can actually start to create some tangible change in canada so that's what i've been doing Um, I've been traveling around. I was in, I was in Toronto. I was in Ottawa doing events. Uh, we had the million man March. Uh, we, we were standing against the indoctrination that's happening in schools and yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to accomplish.
0: Well done. Um, I love that you didn't just wait around for somebody else to do it. Uh, you, you took a model that was working. You looked over, um, into the United States and said, hey, these are organizations that are doing it well and I'm going to model it after that, but I'm going to take this on. Uh, that's exactly what we need. Um, and so I, I think your organization is going to be successful. I was already telling your father, I'm going to connect you guys with Turning Point uh, to see if we can maybe work together on those things because, uh, you know, there, there's this mentality in the United States that if the U S goes, so goes the rest of the world. And I, and I do believe that that's true, but we f- oftentimes forget about the, the freedoms that our, our brothers to the North have enjoyed for a very long time that uh, they are almost at, uh, I think I brought it up before in another episode, uh, that canary in the coal mine. Like, they they went after Canada first. And what has happened in Canada is coming to the United States. I mean, it's already here in a large part. But if if Canada goes, here comes the United States. We're going to be right on the tail end.
2: There's a quote on your website um, that says, this is quoting an awesome individual, Winston Churchill. He said, Canada is the linchpin of the English-speaking world. And I think that's because of the buffer that Canada provides from other foreign invaders. So uh, we appreciate so much what you guys are doing. How can people contact you, be in touch with you? Um, obviously your book is coming out. I'm really, really wanting you guys to come back on when, um, pastor Arthur, when your book is released, please Nathaniel contact us. We want, we want to really push that. We're excited. It sounds like you're kind of, uh, you're helping your dad write that. So what are some other ways we can be a part of what you're doing there?
1: Well, I just want to say, because I think this is the most important message for this time, for this season, is that enough of the victim mentality. What they've done to us, yes, it's it's unbelievable, it's crazy. It's like watching some kind of a sick Hollywood production from North Korea or, or China or other places uh, from, you know, century ago. Um, but I, the message I believe that we need to send people is that one man can do it if God is with him. Look at us. Look at our little family. Look at our, you know, we're the least in our father's household. We're a small community church that feeds thousands of people with almost zero support from the mega churches. And yet we are thriving. We have more than we can chew on most of the time we're standing strong we are not crying we're not depressed we're not suicidal we're not like oh poor me what is going to happen to me actually quite opposite God has told me when I was coming to the United States and I shared it with you that tell the people that it's time to go on the offense tell the people it's time to go after the villains if David would wait for the army to join giants would wipe them out out. He did not wait for the army to go on. He did not wait for the establishment to go on, the mega churches, the big fat pastors to go and engage the giants. No, he saw an opportunity on the other side of that opportunity was David's destiny. He grabbed it, he ran with it, and he took it down, the obstacle, chopped the head of the giant, finished the job with the enemy's own devices. And when the people saw that the little guy smelling like a sheep and a goat can do it, that means I can do it as well. Amen. That's the message of Arthur Barlovsky. That's the message of Natalia Lud. his speech got a standing ovation. It was watched by tens, if not hundreds of millions of people around the world. My Get Out video was watched over a billion times. It was the number one video on earth during that Passover weekend. I mean, I'm a, uh, who am I? I'm a little emigrant in Calgary, Alberta that most people don't even know that exists. And yet, and yet, God says, I'm going to raise people that are willing to go. So I simply said, Nathaniel simply said, here I am, Lord, use me. And he's using us. And the message is very clear. Shame them. Go after them. Go after them personally. File lawsuits. And if you cannot do it or you cannot do it for the time being, help us to go after the villains. Because I'm telling you, this is not over. I want to go after every single one of them that tried to hurt us. And it did hurt Canadians. And I'm Americans, someone has to do it. Someone has to be the tip of the spear. Someone has to be the icebreaker for other little boats to go through that pass. And well, we're willing to do it. We are not afraid of the noise. I was born for such a time as this. I was born to be a fighter. We are lions following the lion from the tribe of Judah, and it's enough for those hyenas to steal what's rightfully uh, belongs to us and our children. I said, give it back. Let's take it back. The pride of lions, rise up, stand up, start roaring, and go after the villains and name them. Let the people know who they are. The neighbors, neighbors deserve to know what, how evil their neighbors are. Name them, shame them, and charge them. Yes, That's so what, true, it's, it's, so, true. It's so can, can I applaud this? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I
0: definitely, yes. it is worthy of applause. Um, I, I did, you know, I I love what you just said. You were born for such a time as this. Yeah, I love your mentality. Now, Gabe, when he interviewed you in Tulare, California, he had you actually steal my line. And so I think our audience would be curious to hear who does it better. So I'm going to I'm going to let you go first and then I'll follow up with that. And then we can maybe pull the audience and see who, who says it better. Uh, so, Pastor, uh, the mic is yours. Okay, you got to
1: remind me about the line. <laughs> just, just say your name, and uh, you were born for a storm. My name is Arthur Pulaski and I was born for a storm. It's, it's, it is. Yes. It's pretty good. Yes. Uh, okay, okay,
2: go. All right. Okay go, okay, go. Okay, go. You go.
0: All right. I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm. Oh, come on, not the crickets. That's brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. No. <laughs>
2: no, hey, I wanted to leave I leave I would just want to just leave in all four of us this concept from the book of Samuel. David showed up on day forty, meaning for thirty-nine straight days, this Jack A you know what was Taunting the armies of Israel, 39 straight days, and as the people of God are watching this, 37, 38, 39, simultaneously as the people are discouraged, the Philistines actually think they're in control. When really, all that's really happening is you see the number 40, which is God's number. You see the intentionality of God had this all planned out. So there is no need to worry, but there's also a need to act. Just because there's no need to worry because he's got a plan, somebody eventually has to step up. And I just want to say thank you for stepping up. To both of you and to your family, to your, your lovely wife who I met, and, and your kids, and your young son, and it, it's a whole family, and it's a whole church endeavor and we are with you and we stand for you and we hope to actually get in the mix i have plans and this guy could, road trip to calgary yeah, let's go we, we might be up there with the trucker convoy on the next one you need to communicate with us because we're gonna bring uncle sam and, and his finest and the next I'll, time i'll tell you my down,
0: my son my eight-year-old son his entire world is hockey so if i told him we were going to canada <laughs> he would be all for it
1: he'd be so excited You know, we are planning to bring General Flynn and Roger Stone to Calgary during summer. So you're welcome to join them and we can do a Reawaken Canada in Calgary. I love it. Yeah.
0: Uh, Count us in. We would love to go there. Uh, yeah, well, we'll be in the fight with you. We are definitely um, fighters ourselves. Uh, so, you know, any last words? Uh, we've already gone over on the interview, but we, I mean, I could sit and listen to you for a couple hours, to be quite honest. Uh, but I'll, I'll give you guys any closing statements. If you want to press or push any uh, websites or anything like that, uh, please, microphone's yours again.
1: Nathaniel
3: Thank you so much for having us. Um, it's, it's great to talk to Americans. Uh, remember not to rely on your, on your constitution, but to actually fight for it, to get involved. Um, and it's now or never. It's this, this is the period of, uh, of time in history where we have a window of opportunity to still turn the tide and it's now or never. We can do it, but it's, it's gonna take, everyone's gonna take action. Uh, don't just sit and pray at home because you need to act. It's the book of Acts still being written, not the book of, of sit and, and, and whine and complain while the world goes to hell. It's, this, it's the book of Acts. So go out and act and whatever that looks like in your own community, get involved well said.
1: You know, I want to say that uh, God has blessed you with an amazing land. When I was touring United States of America, of course, after I was arrested, stepping out of the plane on the tarmac for daring to share my story with, with American people. But when I was there, I'll tell you what deeply touched me to a point that I said to my friends, I don't care if Americans want me. I'm adopting myself. I am an American right now. Either you want me or not. Either you know, you'll accept me or not. I'll tell you what touched me. What touched me was this unbelievable, amazing patriotism. You people really love your country. And I miss that. I miss patriotism. I was always a patriot. I always loved my country. And even when I was growing up under the boots of the Soviets, I refused to carry a Soviet flag. I always carried the the Polish flag with an eagle on it. And I find it fascinating that the Polish people and American people are like brothers and sisters because we have an eagle as our symbol and you have an eagle as your symbol. So I believe that the countries are needed together for a purpose, for a reason. Also, I want to tell you something that you have something that is worth fighting for. The founding fathers that bled and so many of them died. They died so you can have a free country and your children can have a free country. If you will not rise up and do the same, one day I believe that God will find you guilty for not doing what was required of you during this Historical timeline. Um, in the Bible, it says that when you do how to do good and you choose not to do it, it's a sin to you. Now our eyes are open, and I want to remind everyone that if your eyes are open, if your ears are open, remember it's by the grace of God. God opened our eyes so we can see what's really going on. He opened our ears so we can hear what God is telling us. So let's not be arrogant and proud. Let's actually stay humble that he has chosen to use little us for something so amazing and so big. So go out there, keep plowing, stand strong, don't quit, don't give up, and remember, we have won. We have already won, the enemy just doesn't know it yet.
0: That's uh, so well said. Uh, amen to that. Uh, once again, we really appreciate your time. We're, we're definitely going to have to bring you back on, and uh, we look forward to, uh, to visiting you guys. Uh, that'll be a blast for us. So, so thank you again for joining us on Church of State. Thank you. God bless you. Absolutely. Church of State is sponsored in part by Patriot Church and the Constitution Party.
2: I'm Pastor Gabe Blomgren. A calm does not suit me.
0: I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm.
1: Welcome to the fire.
2: you do not want to eat synthetic meat if you if you can grow a meat in a lab if if you want to go ahead and have soylent green on the table feel free to eat this garbage that target's trying to throw out but if you want actual meat that's been freeze-dried it's been then processed by actual human beings go to griddownchowdown.com
0: Look, the World Economic Forum has declared a war on red meat. They hate the cows. They hate the cow farts. There is supply chain issues, and uh, for me, you can pry my steak from my cold, dead hands.
2: If you want a meat that's going to last freeze-dried 10 years or more, this is the product you want.
0: I want all of you to go to griddownchowdown.com. Use the promo code Church Steak. These are fantastic freeze-dried raw beef. The blood is still in it. You just rehydrate it and add it to your favorite meal, and you are ready to go. And remember, the holy word of God tells us, for one person has faith to eat all things, while another who is weak Eats only vegetables. That's Romans 14.2. MyPillow.com has got more than just pillows. You've got your slippers, your bathrobes. You, you have towels that actually dry you off, not the kind you buy at Walmart where it's just kind of a slick mess. Uh, they have got some of the best products out there. The sheets are uh, absolutely incredible. I think it's a thousand count. It's, it's the best products you can buy. And the pillows even have silencer technology in it. And so if, if you need a day where you're just going to scream into your pillow, don't worry. Your neighbors won't. Hear you. Why would you want to go to Bed
2: Bath and Beyond? First of all, they're out of business. You want to go support an American made product? Go to mypillow.com. And then you're also supporting one of the nation's most i would say jesus filled and a company that is completely completely built on the gospel of jesus christ so you're getting a two for one there you know you've wanted a good night's sleep for years you're 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 tossing you're turning just go now go to mypillow.com use promo code church and state
0: c-h-u-r-c-h-a-n-d-s-t-a-t-e that's church and state the doctor that i'm recommend for all of your needs is the underground clinic doctor, Dr. Troy Spurl.
2: Because Dr. Troy is the best doctor, bar none.
0: This is the great thing about OfficialSignups.com is it's in all 50 states. You don't have to be in in Michigan or Minnesota. You can be in Hawaii, you can be in Florida, and you can find a doctor that you can trust. If you are still wearing a mask, if you have rolled up your sleeve and gotten all the jabs and all the boosters, then OfficialSignups is not for you. You want to go find one of those big pharma doctors that'll give you all the prescriptions you want and you can live a very sickly life
2: well if you're looking for a a doctor for yourself or maybe even a doctor for your family or a doctor who's not gonna push vaccines on you. You wanna go to officialSynapse.com. You for sure need to mention church and state when you go to officialSynapse.com to take part in all the savings, all the great deals for you and your family.
0: With the rise of the BRICS nations, uh, you've got a lot of nations that are gathering together and they're all doing a gold-backed currency. The United States is not and uh, the petrodollar is starting to fail. My suggestion to all of you would be to get behind gold and silver because that is the currency that is always going to have value. I might not be
2: a gold or silver guru, but I want to have something tangible in my hands at the end of the day. So I would definitely recommend every one of you go to BH pm.com
0: all you got to do is look around and see that the price of of everything is increasing gold and silver is on the rise it's being artificially suppressed you want to schedule a consultation right now so that your families don't end up in the bread line and you're saying please sir can i have some more stop
2: waiting what are you waiting for four years from now prices are going to be absolutely astronomical go to bh-pm.com get a consultation now You definitely want to mention Church and State. It will get you the best prices. It will get you the best consultation advice. Use Church and State when you go to bh-pm.com. This was sacred to God. This is exactly why I need
1: some action for my people.
2: Hello, everybody. It's an
1: honor to be with you.